2: It's a dangerous Son. love affair Come
1: Can't be scared when it down Got a problem, tell me Son. now Only thing that's on my mind this town
2: tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame of Sports Talk. We got Alex Clancy, Debra Debris in the studio. We don't have webcam, so you don't know that I just walked in the building. <laughs> I had it, as Alex mentioned, I had to stop at Circle K. I like my coffee a certain way. Really, Deborah, as you do too, because both cir- of you guys always is
0: the, po- the place to get the real
2: special coffee. It is like you can mix, it, mix <clears throat> it your way. Well, everybody's not making checks like you guys. Or you can go to <laughs> you can go to Starbucks every time. Yeah, I go to Starbucks and yeah, I got to hook I, up I'm there. Sorry, it <laughs>
0: says McCafe on mine. It's not exactly well, you know the, me and uh, McDonald's top of the line. Yeah, I know certain ones, especially certain McDonald's
1: mm-hmm. on uh, Queen mm-hmm. Creek, um, yeah. school. Homeschool. Yeah, but yeah, we won't
0: name the exact place. No.
2: Hey, welcome to the show. We got a we got. Tons of things to talk about. Uh, Alex shaking his head, so I know he has a few things. But I, I really want to talk about. I know we got down and dirty with Deborah in the third segment, so we will make sure we stay on track with that. Or well, we got down and dirty with Deborah throughout the show. Throughout the show, throughout damn the straight, show. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah, where were you? you know, on, we had you on assignment, but we forgot where you were. We lost well, you I in the was triangle.
0: Back in, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was lost. I was spinning a lot. Um, I was in Atlanta. Which uh, would be nice if I could have actually enjoyed the city of Atlanta, but instead it was just uh, indoor hotel stuff, conferences and it's indoor networking. hotel stuff, that's good stuff. Could be. <laughs> depends on <laughs> depends on where in the hotel you are. Indoor my, you're my with. sister's
2: down yeah, my sister's down there. Yeah. I, I know. I, Atlanta was good when I was young. My sister's crazy. Yeah. You don't wanna hang with her. You would <laughs> be evaluating her the whole time you're with her. You'd be analyzing her the entire time you was with her. She's crazy for real, my sister <laughs> is. Um, but no, Atlanta's good. When you, when I was younger, Atlanta used to be a good place to go. But now it's like mm.
0: we're just driving through some of the areas, like Midtown area, and that looked like some great, just little places to hang out and yeah. small businesses, which was really cool.
2: I think she's in College Park. I don't know, mm-hmm. Alex. What's going on since I seen you last? You been know a lot. You got a, you got a, a blog lot. though.
1: Yep, I'm um, about to put out my first post. I just signed the contract and everything, so uh, be ready mm-hmm. to roll with that
2: blog. It was rant. If I'm rant about. sports. See, I got to see my memory get coming back, Deborah. Yeah, I'm sports. i <laughs> working on it. That was good. Talk to me more. I,
0: at least you remembered my name. This in itself
2: is yeah. good. Oh, I know. Hey, uh, I was interested in watching some college football, but more so the Texas A&M, the Rice game. And we can get into the 30-minute suspension all that. We talked about that. We can talk until the wheels fall off. But the guy actually came in and played well. I mean, he has some talent. I, I don't – I mean – he could do what he have to do on a football field, but I just don't see his mental capacity fully there yet as far as letting stuff roll off his shoulder. you're a quarterback on a big time program you don't have to get in arguments with stuff you scored that's
0: exactly that's showing him dude that's score. showing him enough yeah. i i
2: didn't I didn't play the first half of a football game I came in and I throw three touchdowns that yeah. is uh but I, I like to see him a lot of teams are gonna take shots of him, which they don't have to do because you need to stay in the moment of your game. If a guy's an idiot like that, there's going to be some other idiots on the opposite uh, right. opponent's uh, team to uh, try to throw little jabs at him to see if he can get out of his game.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he's basically thrown down the uh, the challenge now with his taunting and hand signals and everything else he's doing out there. He can so. do
2: that to a Rice team because mm-hmm. uh, Rice, you know, Rice was in the game up until the you know third quarter. Then he came in and he did Johnny Manziel. Heisman Trophy stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean I, I think that they were just shell-shocked seeing actually seeing him on the field because they've never seen him on the field before, Rice. Right? So, I mean that had probably had something to do with it. The thing that interested me the most, yeah, he looked fine, you know, whatever. I mean, this is a this is a bunny game. You get you get Alabama next week. Uh I didn't see anybody standing up for him when he was getting jabbed at by the other team. And that that was what really uh brought something to my eye. You need your big men up front to protect you, especially against Alabama. I mean, if not during the plays, after when, he, when Alabama guys jab at him, because you know that that's coming. You know that they're coming with full force. Nick Saban is going to throw the book at him. And, and I mean, they, they're out for blood, uh, proverbial or actual. So I, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. He, he looked fine. You know, the first play he ran from one side of the field to the other for a first down. Right. Nobody questions his talent. <laughs> Nobody questions his talent in college, his college football talent, his Tim Tebow talent. Nobody questions that. Uh, but I'm still hell-bent on the fact that running quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls. So when he gets to the next level, if he gets drafted in the first couple rounds, which will be a risk in my opinion, I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to take you to the promised land like Andrew Luck might be, like guys that, that actually are pocket passers. And, I mean, Andrew Luck ran a little bit more in college than he did in the NFL, but... I think it's he's going to be a flash in the pan. Great college football player. He's going to be Tim Tebowish, in my opinion.
2: You think when he gets to the lead, then he's just going to be another guy on the yeah, team. He's and also, going to be a non-issue. I thought Tim Tebow, and we'll get to him later on the show. But I thought Tim Tebow was a great college player, and he's uh,
1: ten times better college football player than Johnny Manziel because he broke yeah. all kinds of records. Right, and and Johnny, well,
2: who knows? He's a fresh right, freshman, right? He's a freshman, sophomore, so we don't know where his numbers will end that's up. Fair. But you made a point earlier in your, in your comment that. No one came to his defense when he was doing those things. He's going to lose the team. And, I, and I, one of the things I thought about was if he was in a professional locker room, it would be a fight on Monday. Oh, oh it would yeah. be a problem in that locker room. You don't alienate um, yourself and then expect those to come get in trouble for you. I, I right. know guys guys will defend you if you're doing the right things. Right. But if you're done...
0: We're not, everyth- you're yeah. not backing up stupidity.
2: A- exactly. Yeah. I know, okay, it's hard to be on campus if you're a Heisman winner. Because you got freshman, you got senior high school kids coming in, becoming freshmen at the university. They are in awe of you. You're a registered freshman, so you've been on that campus um, prior to, and it's hard. You don't get a lot of attention. He's not the first one that has done that, who's been on campus and who has won a Heisman. That really
1: bothers you. You bring that up a lot. It bothers that, me because that he's doing online classes and that he's not just a part of the I don't mind part of the community. If he was
2: just a regular student, well, well he wouldn't
1: well,
0: he's have. He's not the, the first Heisman Trophy winner ever.
1: Yeah, and it
2: bothers me because. A team. I know the importance of team, team sports. And for you to alienate yourself, uh, Johnny Manziel, I don't know if he's the only child. We don't even know that. Is he, if he's the only child in mm. the family he's come from, he's just used to being with himself. That's I understand that. Everyone right. loves their alone time. You're with the team sport now. No one comes to your defense when you, you don't come to classes. We don't see you on campus unless it's football practice, unless it's a meeting. Has to do something with football. You got to have some type of camaraderie, some type of continuity with your team. Those guys, who do you hang out with? I mean, I'm sure he has his friend but
0: well, we've got pictures of who he hangs out with.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. long. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, makes the antics point.
0: off the court or off the field and on the field are pretty much the same.
2: I'm I'm never gonna say don't enjoy yourself in college because you should because of the billion dollar business it is. Uh, but I'm not going to but you not with your teammates. You're on the court-side seats. I don't care how you got there. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. care. sign signing autographs. I don't care how yeah, – exactly. I don't <laughs> care how all that stuff. How you got there, I don't care if your family paid for it or you paid for it or a booster paid for it. I really don't care. Go to the game. Right. But I'll never see you with your teammates.
1: Yeah, I mean, going to Geology 101 is part of the camaraderie building <laughs> of the college football. I mean, you're going you're to go to classes with your freshman and sophomore right. teammates. You're going to go. I mean, this, the campus isn't that big. You all have to take the same electives. You all have to take the same intro classes if you don't test Adam out of a high school, which I'm assuming most, or I'm assuming he didn't. So you take you geology 101, English 101, you take these with your 280 pound lineman sitting next to you. You guys goof off in class, whatever, because I guess, and especially with you, I mean, you, you don't think that the college, really, I mean, that the schooling really matters in the long, I mean, because numbers are fudge. School's and, dumb, you and, down. So
2: I mean, it, uh, I, it, I think school has dumb you down. I think they they prepare you uh, to work for somebody else. Uh, and there's some things you could, there's a, there's quite a few things you can learn in school that that'll help you with numbers. As far if you're a scientist, yeah, it helps you. If you're a doctor, of course it helps you. But you specialize it in certain things. Uh, you just you don't specialize. In, I want to take over IBM. You specialize in. I want to go work for IBM. Right. Oh, so so that's Johnny Mandel, Mizell. I don't have a um, problem with how he play, plays ball. He he does have outstanding ability, Uh, he makes plays, um, but Alabama, real quickly, and we'll move to uh, Tim Tebow being released or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Alabama wasn't prepared for Johnny Manziel. They're going to destroy this guy, uh, I think. Johnny Manziel is going to get off, you know, he's going to do some things, but if you look at the plays, he fumbled the ball, he ended up catching the ball, he ended up throwing a touchdown, running, Mm -hmm. he has that type of ability. I'm not saying that would have ever happened, but they – He's in the SEC and they're gonna be ready for this guy. Do you
1: man. think he's good for college football? I think he's great for college football. And I, I think I agree. he's outstanding for college football. I'm glad he's white and he's doing what he's doing. And uh, that that was another topic that I wanted to bring up. I didn't know if it was if it was relevant or not. It's always relevant, well, white uh, and black. Well, I understand, but but I mean, no, <laughs> but you, you not think seen that, the butler. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, black and white go. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, but so you got to think he has he has the wow factor, mm-hmm. and he is a undersized white quarterback. So I mean. I, I the the um, excitement that I get is that he's not just a pocket passer. Andrew, I would rather watch RG three than Andrew Luck. I would rather watch somebody that could fumble the ball or run for 80 yards on, yeah. in any given play instead of you know maybe he will throw an interception on a blown coverage or or uh, on a uh, on a blown route or something like that. But John, you never know what's coming next. Right, and you football football really does don't. That.
2: Football does that. The marketing, the media, the public relations, they do they do the, those things. Like in the NFL, we can't touch the guys after five yards. You remember, you could beat the guy up all the way down the field until the ball was in the air. Uh, so they make it more exciting for offensive players or guys who with talent can uh, bring more excitement to the football game so that you buy more tickets. Mm-hmm. And, and then those tickets really, for the most part, don't pay those guys' salary. But it fills the stadium up for TV revenue, and mm-hmm. looks good right, on TV. Exactly. And,
1: and, one, oh, go ahead,
0: oh, I was going to say, sorry. The one thing I look at too is that uh, Johnny Manziel. I don't remember hearing a whole lot about him. Obviously, good player and all that type of stuff. And until really he won good. the Heisman, then once he won the Heisman, all of a sudden that level of recognition came in, and now he seems to be having that internal struggle going on of what am I going to do with all of this recognition? And now he's acting like a punk. Now yeah. there's part of it that works. I, know, I think the, the attention,
2: you know, when you, you know, for example, I, we all probably could to tested this, you know, when you do something, it was hard, it was a tough thing, you, you're trying to accomplish something, you do it, and you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Right. I think he exactly. feels like that. I, I got the attention. I want a Heisman. Okay, what's next? Let me win a Heisman again. Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing, too, is once you get the attention to most people who are competitive in nature, once you get the attention, man, you don't want to lose it. So you'll do whatever you can do to keep that attention going. And he's going, done a really good job of doing that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even if it's negative attention, at least it's time. attention. Going back to if he is even um, an only child, which we don't know if he is yeah, or I don't not. Know. But, again, you're you're an attention seeker. And yeah.
1: this is the Heisman Trophy organization now realizes why you've never given a freshman the trophy because they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You have a sophomore. You have there comes there's innate respect that comes with the trophy, regardless of if you get it. Reggie Bush means which was technically illegal, quote unquote, or or organically like Johnny Manziel did. But there is pressure that comes with it. There is respect, and then there, you need to grow up fast if you win the Heisman because of the history of the game and the history of the game is getting lost. And Johnny Manziel is showing. Proof positive as to why the history is getting lost.
2: Well, I'll, I'll add to that the hypocrisy of the NCAA. Well, the Heisman is for the best player that year. <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't go to oh you came close last year. You didn't have a good year. You had an average year the next year, but but your your resume, your build up up to right. that point is warrants to Heisman. I think it's the best player that year. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: not an aggregate. It's not.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't build up to it. And we've seen. We can see a lot of uh, guys who won the Heisman like, no, nah, you should have won it last year. You get it this year mm-hmm. because, I mean, you may be the only one left that was uh, on the ballot from last year. Uh, so I don't have a problem with a freshman winning the Heisman. If you're the best player this year, I've was seen Was he, though? I don't think so at all. So he had the guys on his team better than him last yeah. year. Uh, I don't think he was the best
1: player. It was just – it looked good. Yeah, And one last thing. It'll be interesting to see Matt Jokel, the backup quarterback. It's like a Kirk Cousins, RG3 What do you think thing. about that? He's outstanding. He is good. He's, he's a Kirk Cousins pocket passer, quarterback. He's a traditional quarterback. So if something happens with Johnny Menzel, they still this don't. kid could come in. And you'll never know who Johnny Menzel was in two years. Right.
2: I, I think. Um,
1: and he's the twin brother of Luke Joko, who's 300 pounds. I don't <laughs> understand how that happens, but that's you crazy. You don't understand
2: how that happened? Take a picture of uh, Kenny King. Look at a picture of Kenny King, who's the quarterback. Mm. Now look at him today. It is crazy. You'll be amazed. Kwame <laughs> Last Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, W. Debris. we'll come back with some more sports news.
0: flagship station for sports
2: voice America sports
0: the job of a professional athlete is never complete Internet flagship station for sports.
2: Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Life Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris. We were talking, texting the AM. Not so much, uh, I think we all agreed that this guy, Johnny Manziel, can play ball, um, but his antics on the football field. And one of the things I said off the air was, I didn't like him being the first one in the locker room. Uh clock was still ticking. Uh, maybe it was just over. But, you know, run in with your team. So do you are a team guy. We know you take online classes. You haven't been on campus. You're doing your thing, which I don't have a problem with. But don't alienate your teammates who's going to have to have your back <clears throat> in a time of crisis. Now, we look, through, uh, we look throughout college football. Alabama still number one. They destroyed Virginia Tech. <clears throat> I think they took a little pity on Virginia Tech. Uh, Frank Beamer and his uh, – <laughs> Which um, Frank Beamer and his team—they uh, went out there. The Game was in Atlanta, right?
1: I think I know. It was on, I think it was Detroit. Yeah.
2: Uh, so Alabama's number one. Oregon destroy uh, who they play? Nicholas, Nicholas State. Nicholas. Nickel States. Yeah. Nickel States. Sixty-six to probably three or zero yeah. or something like that. Ohio State number one. Uh, still got a number one voting in there, but they ranked number three. Clemson, who beats Georgia. Now, why do you play that game? Why do you play that game? That's that's a well. It's kind of like. You ask Alabama why you play Virginia Tech. But Virginia Tech used to be,
1: you know, you don't know what Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer is a, a ten plus game season uh guy. Well, that, they lost I mean they lost to the Boise State preseason one year and then Boise State yeah. beat Georgia. Georgia doesn't understand that you don't have to play anybody good the whole year. Tell All you, you have to do is not lose. It's number five preseason. I tell you why. I just it just came to me. Why you play that game? Because
2: it's early in the season. Uh so so Georgia can if they can. Take care of what they have to take care of. And we've seen nine and two teams in the SEC go play in the, uh, the bowl games, the big the game. So you play that game early. You get a barometer of where you are as a team because you're playing some good competition. Clemson, I thought was going to win that game anyway. I, we've seen – I've never seen Georgia win a big game. Never. One that right. mattered. Right,
1: exactly. I was just going to say that. They they
2: should have beat um, Alabama last year. They should have beat Alabama last year. They can't win a big game. The coaches didn't manage the clock well um, – so you, you, when you coaches is a panic mode, the players become in panic mode. you still dealing with some kids, some of them grown, some of them young men that you know been there for four or five years.
1: Yeah. Now uh, the one upside to that, I would say, of playing that game is they trusted that much in Aaron Murray that that they could win that game. And Aaron Murray's a really good quarterback for Georgia, and uh, he's kind of getting um getting shadowed, overshadowed by obviously Johnny Menzel and this kid from uh the kid from Florida State that blew the roof off last night, Aaron Rodgers' mm-hmm. numbers last night, uh. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but yes, I don't. I'm a firm believer of what Oregon does. They play bunnies, and then they they get try to get through the Pac-12 undefeated, and they can't win the big game. They can't win a big game. They can't. But that's Chip Kelly. We'll see what happens now. But don't. There's no reason to play anybody, especially when you're in the SEC. You're going to play enough good teams. If you're going to lose later, you're going to lose early. It's still going to screw you at, at some point. So you don't. I don't play this game. And Georgia does it every year, and they and they maybe win half of them. So I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. It was a yeah, especially it, on the road.
2: Yeah, because uh, Clemson was ranked number eight mm-hmm. coming into this game. It was eight and five, wasn't it? Georgia was number five. Clemson was eight. They they go they shoot right up to number four. So they're in the hunt now. Well, they would have been in the hunt anyway, but they're in the hunt right now. You just stay the course, and now because Clemson's an ACC team, so they have Miami, Florida State, uh, they have Virginia, North Carolina. They have those teams that they probably, could, they probably should sweep through those teams. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Virginia Tech. They probably should sweep through those teams. Virginia Tech may be a challenge because Virginia Tech gets better as the season's going on. Frank Beamer's an outstanding coach, in my opinion. But the Clemson and Georgia game, it it won't make sense to me to play a real opponent. I need to tune up because you can practice all summer, uh, but then when you play a team, you play teams like Nickel States. You play teams like Kansas. To warm up, (laughs) to warm up against, and then you go get ready for your real opponents. Because there's things you have to fix throughout those games throughout that season. Yeah,
0: you're still making adjustments at that point. You're still making adjustments. You got
2: to find out who's who.
0: That's what preseason's all about, right? NFL.
2: And that's what the big like school Alabama does it because Alabama's a powerhouse. SEC is a powerhouse conference, but Alabama can play anybody in the conference, Mm -hmm. and they'll find a way to get in the bowl game. Because last year, that's how they got in it. Texas A&M beat Alabama. Alabama, I think three teams lost. Alabama yeah. gets back in. Yeah. And, uh, Scrap and, and Alabama was also this 45 Stafford, seconds Stafford away. Beat
1: Oregon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were they were 45 seconds away from losing to LSU and being being a non-issue, and then Eric J. McCarron, bless yeah. his heart, comes down and just it, yeah. that was one of the most ridiculous easy drives I've ever seen against LSU in recent history. Well, I'm excited for uh, college football
2: because it's still pure to me. It's still it's still some more exciting more exciting players than when you get to the lead, then it becomes business.
1: Next next Saturday is going to this Saturday coming up Alabama and this is when you play early. Mm-hmm. You get the bunny games, you get a win and then you play the number 1 team in the country for Texas and Texas and plays, you know, right. whatever and then you can come back from that. But you got to get a win under your belt. You can't go 0 and 2. Stanford who's uh ranked 5th, um uh, they play Army this
2: tonight, don't they? I think they play Army tonight or sometime this week. Mm-hmm. They play Army, which is, you know, Stanford. That's what KJ need to go, with Stanford. Cuz he's uh He's good at receiver, but he don't have the speed yet. He's only a sophomore. All right, let's move on. Uh,
1: (laughs) Just got his training wheels off, so we're we're kind of priming him. Getting ready.
2: I I mean, Stanford's (laughs) a good school. KJ is a a, schools like that. Stanford, Duke, because he's he's smart, but you know, it's football, but it's not SEC football. Right. I don't. I can't see KJ playing in SEC football. For what reason? It's physical. Ah. It's physical. And you got to. Nobody sh- taught
0: him how to be physical?
2: You can't teach that. You got to <laughs> want that. You got to have dog that dog. because you can't block. Yeah. You got to have that dog in you. Right. There's a little kid, a uh, Junior Spiver's kid, Kingston. Right. This guy's, what is he, four years old, yeah. five years old? <laughs> he's cute, man. <laughs> he has dog in him. Yeah. Uh, but Junior, you know, Junior probably feed him gunpowder. for uh, <laughs> Put it on his cereal. But you don't teach that. That guy has it in yeah. him already. He's just physical he's a scrapper. Kid. Yeah, he's a scrapper. Yeah. And. You, you just can't teach that. Yeah. You got to want to do that.
0: My, my son, this goes back. He he, he was playing. He played four sports a year. When he was playing basketball, he was at a camp, and he got the uh, award for the most aggressive
2: player. <laughs> that's a good award to have.
0: <laughs> I was proud of the. If kid. you can
2: play with a calm mind, that's a great award. Yeah. All right, NFL. Uh, what are we looking for in the NFL? Uh, here's the one thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for the undrafted players that stand out this year. That's that's going to be quite every year. There's quite a few of them, but we look. I'm looking for that guy. I'm looking for this game on Thursday, Baltimore and the uh, Denver. Denver Broncos. Yeah. I want to see how Denver – Denver's going to win the game, but I want to see how they bounce back from what happened last year. And I want to watch the safety, and I think he was from the University of Kansas. I apologize, Jay Hawks. Um, try to be a superstar. Come underneath a ball. Then all you had to do is make the tackle. Mm-hmm. Game's over, I believe. Yep. They had a, a, a touchdown to win. Yeah, there was a minute left. Yeah, a minute left. Come on, man. You, 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 sometimes you can –
1: don't Being a superstar yeah.
2: is doing the right things. You don't have to make the play, you don't have to make the interception, make the tackle. So I'm looking for a lot this year, uh, definitely from the Arizona Cardinals, who looks vastly improved this year, this offseason. But i I can remember plenty of times we were three and one, four and zero in the preseason, and we were four and twelve, right? You know, five and eleven. Well, I like um,
0: the idea of the new coaches that are there and Bruce their Aaron, philosophy like, yeah. and yeah. what they're doing with the guys and a few new players coming in and there seems to be some new life in them now, mm-hmm. which
2: yeah. is good. Yeah, it looks, th- it looks good. So we gotta always, so we got always gotta talk about. Uh, well, we're we'll gonna talk about the home teams anyway, but the Arizona Cardinals, we will follow them very closely this year. And when lose a draw, we're gonna find out what they need to do from the
1: outside looking in. They need
0: to call me. They so need to they call need you. They yeah. need
1: to get in there. I need to hook up. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that Ray Horton was handcuffing them. Uh, as good as a genius of a mind as he is, you can't. And we've talked to this this is a tale as old as time when it comes to coaches looking at the same coach for for that long. You need you need fresh blood. You need fresh. Uh, fresh, uh, a fresh voice, a fresh everything. He taught these guys how to play. And then now Bruce Arians comes in with, the, with this high-flying f- high offense. And you have Teron Matthew and Patrick Peterson, two, probably maybe the most exciting secondary besides Seattle in the NFL, I would think. Uh, maybe that's being homely. Uh, it's not a step sideways. It's a step forward. And that's really all that Arizona has wanted over the past... What t- ever since Kurt Warner's left, uh-huh. you need you need a, s- a little How step long forward. That? Seven years, something, six, seven years. Uh, that defense
2: looks good. I, I don't think um, you know when uh, Ray Orton left. I think he's in Cleveland now. So I would like to watch that defense also. Yeah. With, see, and with North Turner as
1: the offensive coordinator there.
2: That's so it. that's that's one of the teams I mentioned earlier before the season started when they was I guess it was doing the draft or right after they got a head coach. They got an offensive coordinator over there who's. Who's not good at a head coaching job, great at offensive of coordinator. Greatest, yeah. And then they have the the uh, defensive minded guy. So I want to see what he does with his defense, his philosophy, and taking it to Cleveland and see how those guys play. I think that offense defense should play fast right away because sometimes when the season starts, offenses are more slower because defense is a reactionary position. You react to what's going on and you make it happen. It's an aggressive guys. You have a good defense. You have a good offense when you have more aggressive guys on your mm-hmm. on your front line. when you have more aggressive guys at skill positions but can play ball. Right, strategic
0: yet aggressive. That's yeah. when
2: the right. um offense uh is playing fast right away. Right. But when you have quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, the offense picks up a lot quicker than some defenses. But I like to see what Ray Orton and um and those guys do out there in um, Cleveland. Arizona Cardinals. I think Rayon, it was good to let him go because he did have. I think Alex was mentioning this. He did have his handprint on that defense, which most of the offensive guys will always go to the defense side just to talk to those coaches. So it was probably great to bring a a passionate Bruce Aaron Aaron in or motivated uh, what he did in in Indianapolis, what he did there. Uh, just changed the whole atmosphere of what the Cardinals needed.
0: Well, and shifted up a little bit how they're using Fitz, too, that uh, he was not real happy with it in the beginning, and now he's seeing that, you know, if they've shifted a little bit how he's playing, he can see the benefits of it. So I'm curious to see how that works out on the field.
2: Well, he got the ball a lot in preseason. Yeah, and you have somebody that can throw him the ball now. He has, uh, well, Palmer over there. I think Palmer's still serviceable for another. Oh, yeah, he'll throw 4,000 yards this year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. easily. um, The running game may be an issue because they don't have offensive line running game may be if you she, unless you run into the right all the time the right side of the offensive line is strong from the center from Lyle center line to
1: to the right side strong i am um... I really want to see Stephon Taylor have some sort of impact this year because you know Menon Hall's older. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might he might be good, serviceable third down back. He's never really had an eye for the end, uh, a nose for the end zone that you need as a running back. Ryan Williams obviously is playing on in a glass body, so hopefully he can stay healthy. But if not, I think Stephon Taylor, coming from a college, uh, pro style offense at Stanford, I think he could be the uh, the difference maker. He's going to be a full size LaRod Stephens Howlings, not as fast. He's, he, he makes great cuts. He's got good hands for, from what I can see. And I draft him to one of my leagues. I think he's going to be the one, if not this year, in the future, will be the running back for Arizona and actually produce very well.
2: Let me ask you guys this. Um, with uh, Robert Kraft praising Tim Tebow and Tim, Tim Tim Tebow being let go by one of the greatest coaches ever um, and the staffs ever. I, I personally thought Tim Tebow was in New England because of um, – The coach that drafted him, who's now the officer, who's Josh McDaniels, who's the office coordinator. I thought that was like validating my pick, but now you got somebody. He's not the head coach, but now you got somebody who can supersede the decision and saying Tim Tebow can't play. But it would have made it would have been more of a story if Tim Tebow wasn't in camp with New England because of Josh McDaniels, because you took you believe him him so much that you drafted him 25 in the first round. That why you won't pick him up. What do you don't what don't you see now? That right. he could help your team. Now you do have, but that we talk about the an organization, and New England Patriots where they only have two quarterbacks on the roster. Mm-hmm. I think Gronkowski <laughs> may be the third quarterback <laughs> with a broken forearm but and a sore back. Mm-hmm. But th- what does this say about Tim Tebow? Is is there a place for him in the National Football League? Is there a starting qu- quarterback job for him in the National Football League? Is it too late for him to change after all these years? After all these so-called quarterback gurus worked with him. Uh, supposed to change his mechanics, but as soon as he gets into duress, he's going right back to his mechanics, old mechanics.
1: Unfortunately, he had his Rudy moment last year, or two years ago, I should say. With, Denver. with Denver. Yeah, he had his Rudy moment. He, he was carried off the field. They won a playoff game. Uh, Troy Polamalu made Tim Tebow who he was by by having that blown coverage on Demarius Thomas. Yeah, so they, so they win that playoff game. Now he's done everything that nobody thought he was going to do. He has the best attitude still. People hate him for being perfect, but he really is. If you think about it, with all of the parody and all of the anger that goes in the NFL with being cut and stuff, he's like, it wasn't my time yet. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna try and be a professional quarterback. I still believe in myself. If he goes and plays in Canada or goes and plays in the the uh, the uh, uh, arena league or something, he's gonna play football still. He's not gonna not be a quarterback. He's gonna be very much successful uh in can- Canadian
2: football or um, arena football. The pros just it, – it takes a certain level. I'm not saying he's not smart enough. I haven't heard any reports that he's not intelligent enough to play quarterback. From that position, you have to win football games. Tim Tebow, how they how they portray NFL players, Tim Tebow fit right in as a breath of fresh air because you can look on the news any day and you see a guy getting arrested. The coach cut somebody. Walk is up. They cut somebody because he got arrested. Um, so, I mean – that's that's what the coaches do, but that's portrayed throughout the whole NFL. If you get in, in trouble, we're gonna uh, we're gonna magnify what it was. And we not don't not even know the backstory. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna let
0: say, the media blow it up, and then we're gonna go with what the media right. says, and you're gone.
2: And it's just gonna be out there for us to see. Then they say, oh, well, he got in trouble, but it was this, it was that, or it wasn't this, or it wasn't that, and we don't even know the story. But you say another NFL player get in trouble. So Tim Tebow, being who he are the, who he is, the kind of guy he is. It's fresh air. Why not give a guy a chance? I believe in giving every guy a chance who do the right thing. That's why I love overachievers. I love overachievers because you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Tim Tebow is an overachiever. He was an outstanding collegiate player. He's an overachiever in the NFL because that position takes a certain type of skill set.
0: Is he tough enough to play in the NFL?
2: He's tough enough to
0: play in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I think he is.
1: I mean, do you think that – I mean, he's a top five – okay, I'm going to take Top ten college player of all time, defense, offense, doesn't matter. By the numbers mm. and by the championships, see, you, see, you, I you, gotta think about you, that. Yeah, one. you jump back from that because he's not the traditional. He's not a traditional football player. I'm going
2: off the numbers. He has great numbers. He, has, he broke. He, he, has... he
1: broke quarterback rushing records, rushing records. He broke so many things. I mean, look at. I mean, so take college, college
2: football is collegiate as
1: fo- a uh, Canada football. Take take the best college football player of all time. In my opinion, Herschel Walker, best college football player of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he goes. He's in Georgia. He breaks records. He does everything. He comes to the NFL. He's a workhorse one year, then gets traded to Minnesota, right? He's traded to Minnesota, and then his career is over. What's like? What's the what's the difference? I mean, he he's done so. He did so much for college football
2: because certain. Um, and then
1: I'm not comparing the two uh, uh, like, and, directly. Yeah,
2: just the just the their
1: numbers and from collegiate to professional. Could you never see Herschel? I mean. As a freshman, I mean, he blew the roof off sophomore year. Well, I would
2: have to put Archie Griffin in there, who okay. has who, as as that guy. Uh, I know Herschel's your guy, or well, Archie is one of them. Um,
1: there's some guys now, not now, but uh, prior but, to. Um, can you put to Reggie to- Bush in there? I mean, I, I know I'm going homely because it's when I grew up, and not so much. In the past, but... Well, those are
2: the same comparisons we make about, you know, guys who grew up in the Michael Jordan area. Is he the greatest basketball player of all time? I don't mean to change the subject completely. No, that's
1: fine. That's fine.
2: Greatest basketball player of all time, yeah. Yeah. Because I watched Michael Jordan, but I never watched Pistol Pete. I I didn't see what he meant to the game. I didn't see the fan base, those ticket sales that he meant to the game. He's my
1: favorite player of all time. Pistol Pete, yeah. yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. So, for you, for me, and so many... Guys, people, knuckleheads, Neanderthals who say, well, Michael J- Jordan's the best. Well, don't Bill Russell have 11 rings? I have 11 rings? How you, can, how you make him the best? Jordan was exciting. Jordan did what he did because we saw it every time. TV was different. They magnified it. TV was a whole lot different. Anywhere Jordan went, it was, it was marketed. So, yeah, he's the best guy because that's all I've seen. That's all they show. It's kind of like the NFL. Tim Tebow. We market Tim Tebow, anything he does we we, we get on one knee, we put him we gonna market that we so anytime you can bring publicity to a guy and it's all positive now I got to say, well, he did do this in college, but we don't remember to say well, he's not doing this in n f l because the offense is a difference for him now he has to, he has skilled guys left and right of him that he has to be accountable for you got to make if, those work
0: but is that part of the problem is he looks too soft doesn't mean that he is. We're talking the NFL. The NFL, you want gorillas out there. You want people who are just banging heads, and you know yeah. that's what brings people. It's like going to a NASCAR. You know, you want to see the accidents. You don't, but you do. I remember him
1: yeah. running over yeah, linemen yeah. in college. I, I remember I mean, him running over, and I mean, I've never—he's right. never been hurt in the NFL, and he's and he's rushed. Right. He's never
2: been hurt. Well, he couldn't play. He's been hurt. I
0: understand, well, yeah, but yeah. I'm talking persona. I'm not talking—is yeah. he tough enough to play? Because we because he's soft-spoken. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I mean from the outside looking in is the NFL Get or out the the teams are that looking at that and saying he doesn't fit the culture of the team because he's too quiet because he's too whatever. Yeah. I. I you I know what know. when
2: when you were saying that I would put me in the mindset of Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson a great golfer. Mm-hmm. Hall of fame golfer. I do not like that look he has that goofy uh, show, yeah, just, shoulders always. Yeah. He's a great golfer. Right. So when it, when you say that about Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, his job as a quarterback is not to go out there and prove how tough he is. He has to prove how smart he can be. Right. Can I get those? Can I get those gladiators to come on one accord and win a football game right. and move the ball up and down the field? Uh, at least establish ten to twelve play drives. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I get those guys to do? Uh, follow me in a huddle, or just say what's the play? Hurry up! Call it play out. Mm-hmm. Command the huddle. Command respect. Take control of the huddle, get out there, make the right checks. Tim Tebow can't do that. Right.
1: Okay, but I'd rather have him than Mark Sanchez hundred times out of hundred. Mark Sanchez is "quote unquote" pretty boy, and he has he has he has a normal throwing motion. He doesn't have the heart. He doesn't have. You need to have that killer instinct, even as a quarterback. Even he's so like oblong and so just uh, Tim Tebow. He's not. It's there's nothing sexy about him with where he throws the ball. Okay, I, so, but I mean, I, as
2: much as I don't like Mark Sanchez. Sanchez I would rather have him than Tim Tebow because if I had to throw it down the field, then he can do that. Tim Tebow can't. But uh, with Tim Tebow,
1: he's not—he's pre- never been a quarterback for 16 games. So you have there's no, no there's no uh, uh, a sample size. He has—he has a seven-game sample size where they ran the ball for 180 yards a game with him and Willis McGahee, and they won a playoff game.
2: I will have to run in a weak division. I would have to run a um, the AFC, AFC West at that point oh. was. I have to run uh, certain plays to build up to Tim Tebow throwing the ball downfield. Well, I have to it has to be all scripted and it has to and not that it all those scripted plays have to work, but I have to set it up like chess. You have to set up that next play, set it up, set it up so when he throws down the field it makes sense. Even if it's one-on-one coverage or double coverage, it makes sense for me throwing it. Well, up
1: look at what Jim Harbaugh did with Alex Smith. I mean, he cut that offense down to like eight great. plays, which to was to like great. eight or nine plays. made Vernon Davis a pro bowler again or a pro bowler. And Alex Smith, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the best game managers. So I don't think that that is – Tim Tebow, they can do that for Tim Tebow. They just have a couple design runs a game to keep him fresh.
2: Well, that's what everybody – look at anybody in the league. There's no – Offense that look like somebody's offense, it fits the quarterback because he can run his offense. If your coach I, is smart. I, a, I, if your coach is smart. Right. I'm a fan of cutting plays down and running up plays. You Remember the remember the Titans? Uh, yeah. He said, uh, well, I'm going to run five plays and they're going to work like Nova Novocaine. You can't <laughs> stop them. You cannot <laughs> well, stop them. And
0: that's the thing. When you have fewer plays so that you know them inside and out, every single player knows them. Now you can be creative within the play based on whatever's going on because it's just like – being a um, you know in karate or any of the uh, you know um, skilled arts, yeah. when you know it so well, when you're the samurai of that position, you can be creative. Oh. My
2: coach said this. We about to go to down and dirty with Deborah right after I say this. My Bob Fellows, our defensive coordinator, said this. He used to do this every week, every week, and I thought this was great because it allowed us to play fast. You know, we go put the game plan in. We practice it. We go over it. We get on uh, the night before the game. He said, "Is there any play that you guys have a reservation about or don't feel comfortable running?" He take it out. We don't have to think about it. Every play. So everybody on that defense and everybody in that locker room in the defensive room knows what's they're supposed to do it and do it full speed. Yeah. I thought I think You're not that's worried great. about that play being called. Right. Yeah. So Harbaugh cutting the plays down for uh, Alex Smith, they work for Alex. He's Alex don't have, mm-hmm. don't have to think. He don't have to think.
1: And he was a rookie coach then too. I right. mean it just it was genius. But he
2: was he was genius at Stanford too. Yeah. So getting Stanford to where they are, yeah. national forefront again. Formula Sports Talk 888-346-9144. We got down and dirty with Deborah right now.
0: All right. I want to talk about crossing the line. When is it appropriate and when is it not? Just in this last week, we've seen, um, well, let's talk about Alabama high school coaches brawling and bloody um, at a high school game. You know, the players are standing around looking in disbelief like, what in the heck is going on here? Um, You know, coaches are crossing the line. You've got the Canadian Truck Race series where the girlfriend of a driver goes up and slaps another driver in the face where he's talking about a dislocated jaw and he's having trouble eating his peanut butter sandwich or something like that now. Yeah, we're talking lawsuit here. But then you've got, you know, Johnny Manziel, which we've talked about him with the trash talk and the taunts, you know, type of thing. When is, it, when is crossing the line okay? Now, I've got to tell you, I'm a big fan of crossing the line. I'm a big fan of coloring outside of the lines when it makes sense. So, you know, when you look at when does crossing the line pump you up and motivate you, and when is it just pure entertainment, and when is it demotivating to yourself and to the other players around you? One of the things that need to be, you need to consider is, is it a team sport or an individual sport? with somebody like a Johnny Manziel, now you've got a team sport. So whatever he does is affecting his own team, his coach, uh, the locker room. You've got somebody like um, this Canadian truck race series where the girlfriend is going up and slapping another driver. What does that do to her boyfriend? I mean, I would be livid if I were her boyfriend telling her, what the hell do you think you're doing trying to fight my battles for me? Um, because now he has to deal with all the other drivers, the locker room, and those type of things. Um, I think back and think of Ray Lewis. Now, Ray Lewis was high energy. Ray Lewis crossed the line a few times, when he'd come out and do his dance and do all that kind of stuff and running the, the talk in the locker room and those type of things. But he did everything he did at a very high energy, and he did it for the team as opposed to for himself. That's the difference. To me, Johnny Manziel is doing everything he's doing for himself. He's not doing any part of what he's doing to help the team in any way. Do I like the fact that he's crossing the line? Yeah. You know, you've got that uh, gladiator mentality, and I'm big on that. But understand why you're doing it, and is it getting the result that you're looking to achieve? Muhammad Ali, big one on going out there and just pumping himself up with all sorts of talk, but it worked for him. He knew when he walked onto the uh, walked into the ring that he was in control of himself, his thoughts, and what he was going to do out there. So the one thing I always look at is you've got to know yourself. What is it that motivates you? If you're going to cross the line, you better have a plan, a plan of I'm going to cross the line, I'm going to do it for this reason, I know what the consequences are to myself, and if there is a team for the team that I'm playing on and with, um, and the other mom, uh, members that are going to be in the locker room, and then you better be able to back it up. You've got to have the talent, and you've got to be able to fulfill on whatever the trash talk is that you're putting out there.
2: I think um, Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. in your commentary, was one of the best team players ever in the history of the game Yeah, as on the field. Uh, we we know Ray Lewis did something off the field. Mm-hmm. That it could have been looked at as a selfish moment just to involve himself in a situation mm-hmm. like that. I know I was at that Super Bowl. Um mm-hmm. uh, uh, but you know, everybody's allowed to move forward and right. see where you come from there. See if you learn from your mistakes. If you can't learn from your mistakes, then you deserve all right. the you deserve what all are your the
0: behaviors like afterwards, right. not just the talk, but the behaviors.
2: Then you, know. you deserve all the bad press you get. Uh, I don't I don't understand when I saw the the NASCAR. What was it? The truck race? Uh, yeah, the, Canadian the Canadian truck race. Yeah. Uh, I I just don't. It's a pa- everything is passionate. Everything is team. It takes it right. takes a whole lot. Even in even in NASCAR or oh, truck racing, it takes a whole lot. No individual can do it do it alone. You see some guys that are self made because of how they come up, but then you got this team with you. Right. Made no sense for her to come up and smack this guy. Well,
0: yeah. and she had time to walk from wherever she to was think all that. the way over to wherever he was. Walk within a group, and still at that moment slapped him.
2: High school football is, is a business. <laughs> have, you, well, have you seen those guys um, down in Florida? Those those coaches recruit players. Oh, yeah. They recruit players, and they bet on these players, like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands. Uh, let me go thousands to close to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they recruit players, and they make money off these games. They bet against each other uh, because down in, you know, even in Alabama where football is It's even, serious. It's serious. Yeah. Texas is serious. You betcha. Um, Oklahoma is serious, but for coaches to – Get into an all-out brawl. It makes no sense because well, now sucker you,
0: punch too. I mean, cowardly sucker right. punch.
2: Anybody yeah. that sneaks somebody or sucker punch somebody mm. is a coward. But but any anyone who takes that punch is not ready. You I don't get. You can't get in my space good enough to get a good Wouldn't hit. Help, on you know, yeah. yeah. So always be ready for mm-hmm. the unexpected. Uh, but what are you showing these kids? What are you telling these kids on the right. on a high school level? And on high school level, mm-hmm. some of these kids might be freshmen and sophomores that's good enough to play varsity, but you see them coaches fighting over something. The kid had no control of.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, and we're seeing it now, and well, it's been going on for quite a while. But even in you know the pop Warner, the you know the lower levels of sports, the grade school kids, where the par- you know, between the parents and the coaches are getting so carried away with this that I don't know why the kid would even want to play a sport anymore when their parents are acting like that. A lot of kids don't because
2: yeah. they feel like the pressure is on them. Exactly. And and that should be a, a learning experience for them, a fun experience. I think football, um, I've said this dozens of times probably more than that, it exposes everything about you as a player. I yeah. think football also shows you the ultimate team, how to get along with people outside of, outside of the sport uh, because you're going to run into a different race of people, a different kind of people, different characteristics of people, which is on football teams, which is on right. most sports teams. And, and you know how to interact with them outside of that realm
1: right would would right. you rather have that or have parents that either don't show up to games or parents that just sit there and, and show up in their in their suit and tie and you know read a newspaper?
0: Well, we go back to the the level of passion, it's like everything else. I can be you know really excited and cheering for my kid, or I can be cussing and swearing and and you know taunting and doing all sorts of stuff to embarrass the shit out of my kid. And not doing him or her any good whatsoever. I, I just and remember either one is passion. I
1: mean, I remember when I used to play when I was younger in high school and stuff. My dad. I mean, you know Francis. I mean, he's. have met Francis. He can get he can get loud. <laughs> I mean, and he coached me when I was younger, and Francis um, have a reserve energy. day. he probably <laughs> oh, could get but loud. but you haven't seen oh, the I, switch turn on. Oh like, yeah. When, when, when I, we're can, watching, I can see it. When, we're watching the, the Lakers, yeah. when we're watching the Lakers, we're watching Lakers. He's throwing a beer bottle at the TV, uh, <laughs> proverbially. But no, I. But the point of my sorry to come back to it is. Uh, when he was you know yelling on the sidelines you know uh, cheering or yelling when he was coaching me i didn't hear it right like i so didn't I'm i out. think that maybe it's because i had i was believe it or not i was good at basketball when i was younger um why you said it, I just it did, because i How mean you look, look, at look now me, yeah um despite here yeah yeah and i got <laughs> i got a little belly go it, stop it <laughs> so um like but i just didn't hear it like i was so competitive when i was younger and it came from my dad i mean i know where i got it from and i think that some yes the fighting in the stands like stuff like that is awful but i feel like parents yelling makes it exciting oh, it makes the I game it. so it so it yeah. so sometimes some, you're going to have those a-hole parents that might go overboard like if they're having a couple uh, libations during the game or whatever which yeah. i think is ridiculous but yeah. um especially at the keys game yeah but i mean i think that that's better i'll take the chance of that rather than um, oh no, we're going to go on vacation. Your uh, your nanny's going to take you to your game, or right. yeah, they're no, not gonna be paying totally attention at all, or, with or that. they're on their yeah. cell phone or whatever. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take I, that a hundred times out of a hundred. And but I can't. see
2: it a lot at the uh, <laughs> at the boys' games. I see right. it a lot, and I was one of those parents too, um, not telling the kid he better do this, he better do that. I was like, you know, I, I was I coach like that, but then I got to back away. That's why I don't coach now, little mm-hmm. kids, because I get too into the game, and I'm mm-hmm. like, especially when you got a kid that's talented enough, you know. And I understand what you said. Alex, when you can get a lot of those things from your parents, but when you're on a court field or, you know, wherever you are, you're your filled to play, you don't hear them because you're so focused. Right. And for mo- some people. For some people. But I mean, most unless kids, you're playing for fun. I mean. it's, it's every week a kid cries on somebody's football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they so you cry because uh, you're trying to tell them to do something. You, I Darius.
0: I believe in toughening toughing kids up but doing it in a way that actually Keeps them tough and not breaks them. And you down can't line. undermine
2: the coach
1: either. Kids right. can't. So kids
2: can't. Most kids and most being a high percentage can't understand coaching because you say right. something to them. They on the field crying. I'm like, what? You, man, you look like. What are you crying for? Right. That that makes me mad more than anything. What are you crying for? You think I said something to you to, to derail your game? I'm trying to tell you, you got a lot of talent in you, and you're not living it up. You you don't have to live up to it this game. Build towards it. Right. I'm just saying, play ball or don't be on the field. Fake us fake sick or something most kids do that anyway to play video games all day fake probably sick probably Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I just I just don't like
1: underachievers man I just it bothers me real bad because yeah. and I guess it's the way I was um, yeah I mean but that's <laughs> not necessarily fair totally cuz you were kind of different I was di- I mean, not everybody's like like you in the regards of push 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 and make it to where you want to go regardless
2: I just didn't make excuses. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't make excuses, and I, and I knew in my own neighborhood I was not the best right. player. In my own neighborhood, but we had a bunch of idiots uh, that wanted their success right now. Right, I was just going through what I had to go through, and I didn't know what it was, was going to be. You did the work, it. Yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know NFL right. was going to be. NFL, I'm like, yeah, we shoot, I played in front of my grandmother's front yard. That was NFL for us because right. we had so many good guys. We had world-class trike guys in my neighborhood. So... When I see these kids with all that talent and I try to tell them something about it and they start crying like on the field, I'm like, why did you come here to cry? You you think I'm going to tell you something? That's going to hurt your game, right? I, I, that's why I stop coaching l- little kids. That's why I don't go to I my cre- practice. Most of the time, I don't go to my son's practice.
0: I can remember being because I'm born and raised Chicago area, so I mean everything is all about sports and going to the game. I can remember an indoor basketball game, high school, where the lower level was all the kids and the upper deck was all the parents and they, they were season ticket holders mm-hmm. at a high school basketball game. And one of my <laughs> one of my dad's mm-hmm. best friends was up there. Ended up getting a technical foul called on him up in the upper deck because of his yelling. Hey. He there. was on the side but of the team, but he didn't even have a kid in the game. So oh. I mean, he was just—that's how it is in Chicago. I mean, we—they we want to control sports. their
2: fans. Yeah, they want oh, to control yeah. their fans. You sit yeah. on this side, and then you can easily, you know, taint that. But you sit on this side, they control your fans. Yeah. Down and dirty with Deborah. <laughs> uh, check out the websites. I don't want to mess the websites up again. All I your know is Yorkridge.com. I know Yorkridge.com. Deborah Darcy.com.
0: Deborah fan page on Facebook. Like it, Alex. Oh
1: yeah. Oops.
2: Oh, yeah? You see her every week? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's only been months. Don't worry about it, dude. Well, he's blogging for somebody else. He don't blog for us. I wasn't. I haven't been asked to blog for you. Bullshit. Crap. Oh, oh. Bull crap. Anyway, hey, let me ask you guys this. Uh, hey, Go ahead, Deborah. Concussions. Yeah. NFL settlement. Bu- NFL bullshit. Mm. Um, Matt yeah, I kinda Flynn. I kind of didn't want to bring it up either. <laughs> Matt Flynn. Um, everybody want me to talk about the NFL concussions. It's we can t- do a whole show on that. It, it, yeah, but you know what? Who um, who's a well? We had to opt out. It's okay, W. You got me talking about it. Mm-hmm. We had to opt out uh, or opt in or stay in, and um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't read up because when I when I saw it and when I saw the settlement, I'm like, the settlement didn't have anything to do. I guess it had something to do with me. I had some concussions, but I wasn't part of the everyday transaction, conversation, or, or what was going on until I wake up one day and said. $765 65, 65 million million, dollars that they settle for versus two million. Settle for what was they trying to get? Mm-hmm. If you settle for something, you was trying to get another number, and who 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 agreed on the settlement? I didn't agree on the settlement. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree on that, and then you gonna tell guys you either opt out or you stay in, or you don't get this, you don't get that, you can't mm-hmm. go back for this, you can't go back for that. That's crazy. That's crazy. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like every every year, something in a guy who's played for a long time changes like something's going to affect them and when a guy John. come out to the league <laughs> when I first came out to the league I felt fine because I still had adrena- uh, the adrenaline I right. still had uh, a, a passion to go work out lift weights not the, and I knew I what, didn't want to play anymore but I still had a passion to stay in shape and right. so my body so when I stopped working out um, like I was getting ready for games or getting ready to practice mm-hmm. I felt every injury I ever had in my life, right. every injury. It all comes rushing yeah, back. Yeah, so don't tell me i gotta opt, I got to opt out at a certain time, certain date, with a post, a self-post addressed envelope and all that nonsense. When I didn't agree on the 700, if it was up to me, it would be um, but, $1.5 billion.
0: Well, they were going for $2 billion. And they settled for seven point six five million well, dollars. What kind million? of settlement
2: is that? Two billion dollars and I settled for seven hundred and ninety five. Yeah.
0: Well they said there was some conversation around it. I don't know if it was true the or lawyers not, but that they more needed, money than us. Well exactly. The guys who never played. The guys that needed the money now needed the money now. Part of the thing that upsets me is that the and I don't know the correct terminology, but basically that the records are closed, so you can't the guys can't go back and see how many concussions they actually had. Versus what they were
2: told oh, that they had. Oh, they would had. start keeping them. You know, I tell you I, when I when I came into, uh, I had a concussion in Washington, and I remember somebody asked me, "Do I know where I am?" Mm. Yeah, I know where I was. I was in a football game. I just I was all, my all week. I trained myself to be in a football game, mentally, I physically, and mentally, I was in a football game. I was in D.C. But I, that was it. That was it.
0: Well, don't they ask you? Predetermined questions that you're already supposed to know the answer they're the to. Same, as well. they're the same, the same questions. Yeah, exactly. they're the same questions. So it's not so like I can they're really those testing questions. you. Exactly.
2: If I want to play football after concussion, I can memorize those questions they're gonna ask me every week. Yeah. Well if if it happens,
1: the judge hasn't approved it yet. Right. And uh, the judge paid off too. Go ahead. So it's so it would break down to one hundred twenty thousand dollars per player in. $120,000. But in thinking that every single player has severe neurological uh, damage right. that you're going to get the money for. And, and, and look, they can pay this over 20 years. Half of it has to be paid over the first three years. Give me all my money now. Let well, me, but let no, me but, but that's the thing. To. It's like I the know. lottery. It's like, so they're hoping, and they're ho- this is awful. It seems like they're hoping that they're not going to have to pay some people because they, they will die. perish by then. Or if it goes like to the, the $4,500. That's
2: not $4,500. That's 4500 I think, retired. They're not alive. Right, um, they're not a They use that number two,
1: and the families come on, that had to, they, they had to go through the, the the medical bills and all this stuff on their right. own. All right. that stuff. Uh, the other th- what, what the hell else am I gonna say? Um, oh, now they have to go through a test to see if they really have quote unquote the neurological right. disorder of that which, they said they did. That's which
0: some of it they can't test
1: for. Right, which a percent, which a probably a big percentage will not be able to get the money. So the the NFL is going to win again even more. They had, they paid less than half. They saved what the NFL 1 point, players
2: wanted. $1.3 billion was what they, $1.2 something yeah. billion was what they saved if they settle. All right, like I said, the NFL is a joke, it's always been a joke. Uh, tell me what I need to know up front, and then it's my my decision to go up. To. So now they're looking out for the future of the NFL. So guys now who's playing now can't go out there and get anything. You know, this is what the NFL is. You're trying yeah, to change protecting the game. Themselves, Everybody not who's the changing players. the rules and changing the, the how you play football. For the safety of the players, I agree one hundred percent. Do what you have to do. But those guys ain't never played. They don't know real time football. They don't know real you could you can look at a film and say, Yeah, he could have avoided that. No, you sometimes you
1: can't.
0: Right. A when lot you're of time, in the air, it's tough to change direction. You know, what Go if ahead. you
1: do this? The NF the Super Bowl, every dollar that goes to from mar, from marketing from uh from advertising to the NFL for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that's the money you give to the players that, that I mean, do you think it's be more than seven hundred fifty million for a day? <laughs> it may be. I mean, so like that, I feel like something like make it the Veterans Day, right? Like make it make it the retired guys day. But NFL never is about gonna making money.
2: Unfortunately, we out of time. NFL is about making money. Let me say this: Terrell Pryor. I don't know what's going to happen with Matt. Got to hope he does well. Me too. But I don't know what's going to happen to Matt Flynn. He's in a he's in a what Tim Tebow mode? Yeah, but know? he's paid. <laughs> he's paid. But they know who to pay. That's that's okay, a time for another what a waste story. Of money. Hey. We need to take the show to two hours because one hour could never be enough. Uh, we're working on that. Uh, and they feature feature, like, this is what they told me. They told us a lot of stuff. Remember that meeting we had in here? Mm-hmm. Change the yeah, music and all that been stuff? A year and a half ago. Yeah. They changed a lot of stuff. We'll they're see. They're working on hard. Alex Clancy, Double Debris. I Check it. the website. Um, he's, he's blogging there, Rant something.
1: Rantsports.com.
2: Uh-huh. Sports Talk. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>